You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Sam for a very different kind of episode. Sam, we're mixing it up this week. What are we doing? Yeah, we're doing a little bit like a little episode. This is a mini episode uh, because you are going on vacation. I am. I am. I'm heading out uh, the day before we would normally record the episode. I will be gone a little over a week. So, Sam, I think you're going to take on the whole the whole. Everybody getting together thing, the patron patron chat. chat? Yes. That, so all of our patrons will be able to gather with me. Come on, patrons. Come on over. Patrons. Gather, gather, gather around in seven legend. <laughs> <laughs> that's OK. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um, that's still going to happen on the 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. So if you are a patron, you want to make sure you're, you're there for that. That's still happening. I just won't be there this week because I will I will not even be home yet. Uh, I'm, I'm going on a trip. We're celebrating a, a promotion my wife got and all, there's complexity to it, but I won't be around. Uh, but we wanted to make sure to get this episode out for all of you so that you'd still have something to listen to next week when the episode normally drops, which will be now for most of you listening. And well, time is weird. But Sam, what are we talking about? We got fun little topic this week. Right. So we have I wanted to hyper focus on one detail that some players may not know about Tally. She's in love with Garrus. And for a lot of the longtime fans of Mass Effect, this is nothing new, but we're going to dissect exactly how we know this. Yeah. So let's get into the details. I'm excited about this one. Number one, most of what I'm about to say is not applicable if you romanced Tally or Garrus. So before you flood the comment section saying, well, I never saw that. (laughs) Did you romance Tally or Garrus? If so, then that's probably why. Um, But that being said, this is probably the cutest of all of the NPC romances that can happen. There's other ones like between Ashley and James Vega. We forgot to get into that in the Ashley episodes. Probably because I romanced Ashley, so James can fuck off. But <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll get back to it once we get to the James. We'll get episodes. back to it. Yeah. But yeah. but I didn't. I've never romanced Tally, and I've never romanced Garrus either. So I'm completely neutral when it comes to uh, Tally and Garrus's fling that they have going on. Uh, and this doesn't really bloom until later in the games. But 
I like to think that you can hear little seedlings of the romance oh. in, in the chemistry between uh, Ash Soroka and Brandon Keener. They talk in the elevator in Mass Effect 1. So we get so. this little bit of foreshadowing. Maybe. Yes, I think I think so. I mean, it's not too on the nose, but let's just let's just hear it from them. Do you ever regret leaving Citadel Security to pursue Saren, Garrus? Fighting a rogue specter with countless lives at stake and no regulations to get in the way? I'd say that beats CSEC. I'm pleased that the imminent destruction of all organic life has improved your career opportunities. So you're saying that we can hear in even in that little conversation in an elevator glimpses of what's to come. Yes. So I think that just the way that Tally responds right there, the I'm mm -hmm. pleased to hear, you know, yada, 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 your career opportunities. I feel like she's being just playful enough. But then again, hindsight's 2020. I know what I know now, right? Yeah. What I've said this in 2007, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Well, it's it's um, it's like the pit that like as I can only speak as a guy, uh, as a heterosexual male, but it's one of those things where like is she being friendly or does she like me? I don't know. <laughs> like is she being playful? Is right. she just, you know, Is she just that kind is, of person? Uh, also a byproduct and probably evident of the fact that men are not often complimented by other men. Right. Well, that's the other thing. Like that, that's typically the thing is that I, I feel like there's probably a root to that. And it's the fact that most of the time men just don't get compliments very often. We don't get a whole lot of like overt positivity. Even among our friends, we tend to be more teasing and playful than we actually are like overtly positive and, and belittling and belittling. <laughs> but that's how we that's how male friendships tend to work. But, you know, and I imagine that Turian male friendships are the same exact way because of how highly structured and militaristic they're society is probably yeah, so yeah i bet it's the same exact way i bet there is elements of machismo culture there so if i were garris i would probably be wondering if she were flirting with me too but in reality at this point maybe tally was just like eh, whatever like i gotta work with you i might as well like you know be friendly um so regardless i think garris almost shoots down his chances in <laughs> mass effect one all the way in Mass Effect 1, I think he almost shoots himself in the foot because at one point when they're talking in the elevators, he criticizes the entire Corian race, Good saying, well, move, maybe, <laughs> maybe the people on the Citadel wouldn't judge you if your race wasn't completely rootless and if you decided to settle down somewhere. That's what he says. Oof, because it's just that easy. It's just that easy to it's settle just, down It's somewhere. just that easy. Right. Just settle. Right. Just, just go find a planet. Just okay. settle. All right. So and so go, go ahead. Yeah. So I was going to say he, he criticizes them for ne never settling down. But banter is common among the squad mates, all of them in the elevators. But this one, at least in that bite that we played, it feels like it's got a flirtatious edge when they're not bickering. Yeah. I also feel like this is one of those moments that's easy to miss because unless you have both of them with you and you're in an elevator, you may never have heard it. Right. And some of the elevator dialogue happens at, at given points throughout the game, like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. And they're not called Act 1, 2, and 3 like that. It's just that there's certain turning points in each one of the games where certain things will not happen before or after it. Yeah, like uh, important so, story nodes that kind of happen yes. and then everything after that is different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you really have to pay attention, especially during those elevator dialogues. And if you're playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition and you skip the elevator rides, this is what you're missing. Yeah. Just to let you know. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. OK, so this yeah. is how it starts. But where does it go from here? 
Well, both of them come back as squad mates in Mass Effect 2. The rest of Mass Effect 1 doesn't see like a lot of character development at all uh, when it comes to Tally and Garrus's. It's, it's mainly player to squad mate. There's not a whole lot of squad mate to squad mate interaction outside of those elevator rides or dialogue, uh, you know, when they chime in during a, a cutscene or something like that. There's not a lot of that. So yeah. in Mass Effect 2, when they both come back, if you explore with them in your squad, you may hear them continue to banter. And uh, they reference things from Mass Effect 1, which is super cool. Again, in 2010, when Mass Effect 10, 2 came out, uh, then it was novel to hear games reference things from previous games that were reliant on choices you made. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of complexity so there, yeah. Very cool, and but they continue to banter almost like siblings, almost like they want to jump each other's bones. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. here's a conversation that you can hear with both of them in your squad if you take them on the Citadel. Do you ever miss those talks we had on the elevators? No. Come on, remember how we'd all ask you about life on the flotilla? It was an opportunity to shape. This conversation is over. Tell me again about your immune system. I have a shotgun. Maybe we'll talk later. <laughs> she is not into it <laughs> at this moment. No, she, well, she's, well, she's not, but I think she's also like... You know, playing hard to get with Garrus. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. feel like because he's being too overt in, in how he's expressing interest. Maybe right. she feels weird that Shepard's right there. Yeah, tell me about all the things that you find interesting that you want to talk about right now. Shut up, Garrus. <laughs> Got a shotgun. No. <laughs> get lost. Take a hike. No, but it's not like, I feel like there's a way to tell someone, like, to shut someone down when you really aren't interested. And then she, I feel like she was being playful about it. Uh, but Garrus apparently fondly remembers those elevator conversations. Uh, and <laughs> I don't think Tally does. Maybe she does too. But I think that she views Garrus at this point in Mass Effect 2 as like, oh, he's Archangel. After Shepard died, he became Archangel. Oh, big man over here. So he got a little big headed after the Archangel thing. So maybe she feels like she needs to take him down a peck. Maybe. Yeah. That might be it. Or maybe she also, was or maybe she was maybe she was turned off by that. I mean that was a Maybe she was. That was a big character decision for Garrus and probably in a direction that Tally would not have appreciated. So maybe at this moment she's like, you know, I used to like you, but I don't know if I really do right now. Look, if I were in my workplace and I heard two coworkers talking to each other like this, I would 100% <laughs> think that they were getting it on. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, like if they hadn't already, that they wanted to. Yeah, there's too much emotion here for nothing to be really happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, and, well, and maybe, maybe Tally thinks that Garrus is a player. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so they have feelings. There's definitely feelings here. Do they act on this? Definitely. So the player can overhear a series of conversations, which are great, by the way. You got to pay close attention. One of them is after we recruit Tally, if you bring her and Garrus on the Geth Dreadnought mission in Mass Effect 3. So we're jumping forward to Mass Effect 3 because by the end of Mass Effect 2, there's not, you know, it was teased a little bit between Tally and Garrus. There's some, some side dialogue, but we're going to jump to Mass Effect 3 because this is the next big point that I want to mention. Tally gets jealous of Dr. Michelle, AKA Dr. Chocolates. Uh -oh. And this is this is how, how Dr. Chocolates got the name. So uh, pay close Good attention. Good to have you back, Tally. 
Maybe with another Dextro aboard, they'll get better Turian food. As long as it's sterilized. Dr. Michelle did get me some Dextro amino chocolate. You're welcome to it once we're back. She got you Turian chocolate? She said she saw it and thought of me. Why? Oh, nothing. Shepard, there's a... <laughs> oh, nothing. Dr. Chocolates. Oh, nothing. So, Dr. Chocolates, this only happens, by the way, if you bring Garrus on the Geth Dreadnought mission with Tally. Uh, and, of course, Tally gets jealous. You know, you can hear it there in her voice a little bit. Like, she got you Turian chocolates. Like, as she in how thoughtful. Turian chocolates? And yeah. if Shepard is romancing Garrus, then Tally will actually say, you better watch out, Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Dr. Michelle's trying to take your man. So so they banter a bit on that mission, too. And, and Garrus tells Tally that he's surprised they let her come on this mission with her being an admiral and all. And that, you know, quote, yeah, against a dreadnought, your combat drone would just hover there, making that noise. <laughs> so teasing. And she yeah. replies, I missed you, too, Garrus. <laughs> Aw. So it's like, mm, you know, if you ever had those two co-workers who very obviously wanted to get it on with each other, the tension is like palpable. And it's one of the few times that Shepard feels like a third wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love the idea of Shepard as the third wheel, just like hanging out like, all right, you two, <laughs> we got stuff to do. Like, yeah. like uh, OK, I'm your boss, technically. Right, so right. that's even funnier <laughs> to me thinking of like male Shep and his voice and being like, all right, you two. <laughs> We got stuff. To, we got missions to accomplish. <laughs> Report to the ship. We'll bang, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so some of those conversations that Tally and Garrus have are over the comm speaker when they're both in their respective battle stations. And uh, they kind of end awkwardly in a lot of the time in very much the same way. That is if you're not romancing either one of them. Uh, and here's one that I think is pretty telling about how Tally feels. So let's listen to this one. Okay, toughest mission. Horizon. No fair, I hadn't joined up with you yet. Fine, the Dead Reaper then. Really? The husks just ran up to us. Have you ever noticed that I carry a sniper rifle and you're the one who likes things at short range? And you prefer to keep everything at a distance. Exactly. Wait, what? Creepiest thing we fought. The Thorian. But wait, what did you mean? I didn't mean anything. I'm going with the Rachni. The Queen? But we didn't fight her uh, either time. No, the little ones. They look like spiders and they scuttle right toward you. I thought you liked it when things got up close and personal. I guess it depends on who it is. There's a dude. There's a lot of loaded stuff. In this oh one. yeah, yeah. What this is that about? The other ones are <laughs> like you could see it one way or another. This one makes it very clear what's going on here. Yeah, this one makes it really clear, especially with her saying, uh, "I thought you like. I thought you liked keeping things at a distance, or you seem to like keeping things at a distance." Right. Wait. Seeming, what do you mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> implying that he must not have picked up one of her cues before right, and he right. was playing cool maybe like i feel like i know garris well enough to know that garris is just clueless and he yeah. just doesn't know and he must not have acted on one of her hints before and she was taking that personally and he's like well wait a second what, what are you talking what? about yeah wait wait what i'm what <laughs> yes yeah i feel like we've I all been there so we've all been there <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like I am kin with Garrus right now because <laughs> like there's a little too much information, I guess. But in my own relationship, I don't pick up the hints that well. And my fiance has learned she needs to talk very directly to me <laughs> yes. because big dumbass over here can't take a hint. Right. And so, right. so yeah, I feel very akin with Garrus, but I also think that Tally's clever and she's trying to drop these subtle hints without coming out right and saying like, like, Hey, I like you. She's like the stark opposite of Jack. Yeah. Jack yeah. Yeah. is like, yeah. you know, Hey, we can bang if you want. And then if you say no, she gets confused. Right. So. Right. Right. Like, wait, why? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Like, what's wrong exactly. with you? Like, yes. yeah, right. What are you trying to be a support system for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I know. Right. Right. So in a separate conversation, while it's over the loudspeaker, just like that, Garrus actually apologizes for that thing he said in Mass Effect 1 about the entire Quarian race. Why can't you just settle? He, he apologizes. He doesn't mention it by name, but he, he, he says that he was young and he was stupid and he needed to grow up. And so it's very clearly referencing some of the earlier dialogue that they could have in the elevator. And I think that's something that probably evolved with the writing team over time because I'm not entirely sure that the Garrison Tally romance was planned from the start. I think it's just something that kind of evolved when yeah. they realized that fans really liked both of them and whatnot. Right, right. And it makes sense. As a writer, it, when you're doing multiple games, you get feedback from the audience and you get to see kind of how people are responding, how they're, they're their theories and the pieces they're putting together and you're going, oh, yeah, maybe that could be a thing. Let's explore that. And uh, you, yeah. you see that in other fandoms as well. This is a very common thing where games will change because of the fan response in the writing. And sometimes it works out really well. Yeah, this is certainly one of the more fan servicey things, I think. But I think we're all OK with it because it's yeah. well executed. But it's know? also a real kind uh, of thing. Like if you spend that much time with a bunch of other people, it would be silly to assume that you're the only one who's going to develop some sort of close friendships or romances out of that. So to see those things occur naturally in a situation that seems very normal totally makes sense. And they're some of the only squad mates that you can get that are present in every game. Yeah. Um, and not just squad mates, but like OG characters. Like Liara is present throughout all three, but she's not a squad mate outside of the DLC in Mass Effect 2. Right. So I also so feel like their their personalities are very complementary. Um, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can put my finger exactly on it, but it does feel like these kinds of pairings, the kind of person Tally is, the kind of person Garrus is, and they're coming together at this kind of in-between point because they're different enough, but they're similar enough that it seems like it it's like a good recipe for a relationship. Yeah, and I think a lot of that we can probably support the amazing voice acting that was done because you can hear that chemistry, right? And they're like the voice acting is so, so yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, their personalities certainly mesh very well. And I can see the kind of per so you remember last week I described Tally as a uh, Tally was the scene girl who grew up in her family's trailer home. Right. Yes. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. Garrus is the the kid who uh, bought a motorcycle because he wanted to be the bad boy, but he's not actually that bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he has the bad veneer, <laughs> right? But and and I think Tally finds that endearing. Um, so pay close attention when you visit the squad mates at their battle stations because you might overhear more conversations like that. But let's skip then to around the end of the game. You can go and check up on Garrus and the battery, and you catch them red-handed. Him and Tally in the act. Oh boy. All right, here we go. We got a clip. 
Oh. Oh, we were just, uh... I, I, well, I, I just, uh, I came to say goodbye, and, well... Uh, I, I think one of my mandibles got hooked on her helmet. It might have caused a rupture, so I, I asked him to check. Well, you know, because of infection risks, didn't want to jeopardize the mission. So... Yeah. I'm really happy for you. Both of you. Thanks, Shepard. Appreciate it. Guess it helps to have something to come back to. What do you mean to come back to? This is just a fling, Bakarian. I'm using you for your body. You're so mean. And I'm okay with that. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. The, the drawn out explanation of, oh, uh, this thing happened. Yeah, yeah, this thing happened. We were just, we were just being my, careful. We we're just fixing your, oh, the, yeah. The mission. My mandibles. My mandibles. <laughs> they, got, they got, yeah. They got caught. And then on by the end, helmet. by the end, they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Yes, this is a thing. And then, yeah, and okay, then she continues yes, to body. tease him. Yeah, I'm just using you for your body. <laughs> like, yeah, she continues to tease him. And I think that's hilarious because of what a renegade Garrus thinks he is. Uh, so she goes back to playing coy, and Garrus is just done with the charade. But he's like, yeah, whatever. Garrus is Garrus is hooked on the tally drug. Right, So right. This is so good. But wait, is this is like the last thing we hear? Or is there more? There's more. Uh, it came out after the release of Mass Effect 3 because there was the Citadel DLC. So then we hear a little bit more of it. Here's one example when Tally is drunk. There are side conversations, but I love the Tally drunk scenes, so we got to get into those. Sure. Number one, Tally is drunk, and Gar or, or, I'm sorry, Shepard can find Tally on the bathroom floor. And she has these drunk, intoxicated ramblings uh, that are really about there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there, there's references to Bioware forum posts. There's even one about her sweat. If you're curious about that, Google Tally Sweat. Not sure what you'll find, but, oh but you will eventually find the origin of that joke. But here's the most important part. She says, Garrus, but you're with Shepard. Oh, the, the, the three of us. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's some fast processing. That's if, All right. That's if Garrus is, that's if Shep is dating Garrus. Uh, but if Shep's not dating Garrus uh, or Tally, then she will say, oh, Mr. Vicarian, I could use some help with my suit seals. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Which sounds like the to the beginning to a porno. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose you would have a whole different genre of types of <laughs> that in the Mass Zeno, universe. Would it, would it be called like Xeno pornography? Oh, I don't. I have no idea. Spacesuit? You know what? Don't Google that. I yeah, don't want to know. Like getting <laughs> zero G. Like all of these different variations. Oh man. Yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So it is thoroughly mentioned throughout the background of all three games, but uh, and this episode is not exhaustive at all. So I encourage everyone to just when you're playing through, if you're not romancing either one of them, keep your ears open. Bring them on missions together a lot, and I think you'll be surprised at all the things you hear. Yeah, this is so fun. This is so fun. This is a fun little episode. And um I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you laid it out like this because I haven't seen it all in order like this before. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's it's rare, I think, in one playthrough that anyone would get all of this. Unless yeah. you're intentionally trying to bring Garrus and Tally along on every episode. You're always checking in on them and you're trying to make this happen. Right. So... Right. Well, cool stuff. Well, thanks for being here, everybody. We're going to thank our patrons here at the end of the episode because we want to at least make sure that we get that in because we couldn't do this without our patrons. So big shout out to Will T, our newest patron. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're enjoying all the stuff on the Patreon and shout outs as usual to our Shepherd tier patrons, Coca Shins, Ed Boy, Kirasi, Lieutenant Tosino, that Spectre J and William and to all current 64 of our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. If you are curious about all the different stuff you can get for helping to support the show go to patreon.com slash mass effect lorecast check everything out and there's still time to sign up and join at least sam and the rest of the patrons for our patron chat at the end of the month so go check that stuff out also 
Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We have a new one that came in from Talina26 in the U.S. who writes, Love this. I subscribed a bit ago, but just started listening to all of the podcasts starting from the beginning. I love the commentary from both Tom and Sam. Could not be a better team to discuss each topic. Thanks for doing this. I'm certainly enjoying my workday more listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for that and uh, everybody who has helped support us to this point to keep the show going as long as we have. Thank you so very much. Um, that's going to do it for this episode, Sam. The really good stuff. Thank you for joining us, chat. We're doing it on a different day, and so we have some different people joining us in chat. Welcome. I'm so glad you guys were able to make the, the live recording. Sam, you have anything else you want to share before we head out? That's pretty much it for now. I'm going to be streaming maybe once before the end of the week, uh, but Mass Effect 2 Randomized is in full swing. Um... I have decided to wake up Jack, uh, and when we pulled her out of the uh, prison cell, oh, it no. swapped her character model with a big mech. <laughs> so so then first, it was a mech. First, it was a mech, and I was excited about that possibility that, that, that it would just be a mech on my Mecha squad. Jack. <laughs> but then it got confused because it tried to replace Jack's model back, but it was the same size as the mech, so it became like lengthened Jack. Anamorph Jack. It was long Jack. It was like Jackamorph mech. Yes. Oh, God. But it was like Jack, but just like think of all of the limbs being stretched to the length of like a mech. So oh, it oh, looked man. very odd. Um, also, Grunt has Jack's head for some reason. I don't know why. It's <laughs> that's so weird. That's Grunt's, super weird. Grunt's name is is his. Wait. Uh, oh, I was gonna say he it's has Junt. A, he it's has his Junt. regular body, but then her head. Yes. How does and her that... neck is very long. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, have to look up. I'm Jack's have to look head up is stream. on grunt. I, I don't think I've seen that. Oh my god, and that's amazing. Whenever this happens, whenever the the squad mate head gets swapped onto a different squad mate, they combine their names. So in the game, Grunt's name is Gruck. <laughs> Gruck. <laughs> it's Gruck. It's Grunt and Jack. I thought it was going to be Junt, which would be even worse. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, if you uh, want to see that, you can follow me on on Twitch at In Seven The Legend. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, a bunch of shows on the network, robotsradio.net, for all of the shows, my shows including lots of other people and some of our patrons and all sorts of wonderful things. So if you're looking for more content, go check that out. And thank you for being here, everybody. I will be gone for uh, the next week, at least from you listening to this episode, but I'll be back after that. And I hope everything goes awesome. Hope you guys have a wonderful time. And until next time, stay safe out there in the galaxy and, you know, maybe find yourself a Garrus or a Tally and makes life a little bit better. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com.